This no, man. I'm, I'm watching wrestling, but I'm texting Aaron. He's trying to feed me ketchup. I don't fuck with that. Ooh, I can't with you. You put barbecue sauce, ranch, and fucking sour cream and spaghetti. You cannot. It is. I'm. You know what? We like. We have our trip. That's gonna be the meal. That's no, I'm not eating. You are gonna eat it. You gonna eat it. No, I'm not. You gonna love it. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Fucking starve. I'm not eating that. Y'all, it is not a else. bad thing. Y'all, I, I just. I'm a fucking. I'm a cook. Anyway. I don't give a shit. You can fuck it's out. Good. Cook anyway. No, I'm telling y'all. Every time I make this, it it goes out. It never stays past two days. Welcome back, it. everybody, to Down for the Count. As you can tell, we're all one big happy fucking family here. I'm Alexis, and with me, as always, I have Kiff, Nicole, and Janae. And tonight we have a special guest with us. It's our friend, Don. He is awesome. He's funny. And currently in an argument with Tiff about what he does with his leftover spaghetti. So everyone say <laughs> hi. Hey. <laughs> It's not leftover. Hello. It's how I make my spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys like down for the count? Oh my god, he is a mess. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, um, so we Don is the one who came up with the idea. I'm gonna intro it, and then he can start it off since this was his idea. We all know that diversity is a big topic amongst the wrestling community, and it has been for a very long time, especially amongst the POCs of the wrestling community. And for a while, this conversation pops up and disappears. It pops up and disappears, especially by how the champions are chosen and who are some of the top contenders in every wrestling company that is visibly seen across the world. So with that being said, some of the best wrestlers in the world are African-American or POCs, but we're going to focus more specifically on African-Americans, namely because mostly everyone on the podcast outside of our ally Alexis is African-American. And those are the struggles that we mostly can identify with and can actually speak on because we're African-American. Now we do understand the struggle of other POCs. They are not left out or excluded. It's just, we don't want to comment on something that we don't have firsthand knowledge about. All right. So this conversation is called Wrestling While Black. This was completely Don's idea. So props to him because he wanted to talk about it and we promised him that he could do it on our platform. Now, if y'all like the conversation, we'll bring him back and we'll do another one. Okay. But this is what we're going to talk about. He wants to talk about the pros and the cons of wrestling while black. And this is going to segue into some more conversations. And then, like Alexis said, we'll end with the roast sessions, which I will make a separate show. Okay. So, Don, lead us into the conversation. Okay. Let's start by saying in this time period, ever since Kofi has been champ, um, we have seen an influx of black talent being promoted on a big scale of things. I'm talking about they're getting good ass stories. They're getting championships, decent reigns where it's not just a month or, you know, two weeks of a reign and then it's dropped. They get they rematch and then that's it. We're seeing, you know, people actually winning. So let's start off on a positive note. 
Naomi has been saying for years that she wants a serious story, a long in-depth story. She is just now getting it. Granted, um, Dyke Sonya is just doing the most right now. Sir. Oh my oh, God. She is. She's doing the most. I'll call it how I see it. Lay your lips. <laughs> what I said was a compliment. Um, <laughs> so this story is, I love this story because Naomi is, for one, getting time. She's having, I'm talking seven, 10, 12 minute matches, which is Ooh. what she deserves to get instead of um, a five minute tag match. No shade to Lana, but that's not where Naomi lives. That's where she's not, that's not where she needs to be. But she was getting time within that as well. We've seen Bobby Lashley have, what, a six-month reign? Was that how long it was? Yeah, I think a little bit closer to a little bit of that. Yeah, a little bit closer to eight. Um, It was between six and eight. Whereas was pretty I, I thought it was almost a year, but it wasn't. It was It was almost a year now. I do know that. It was a long time. Probably like eight months. Yeah. Was a long time of getting high. <laughs> That's the only way I enjoyed it. Um, I don't typically care for Bobby in a heavy sense but because he is black I will root for him against our counterparts that aren't black so I'm always in his corner I am proud to say that people are on Bobby Lashley's side I have seen a lot of comments before where they drag down Kofi or drag down Naomi or any other black talent but as far as Bobby goes, they think he is the creme de la creme, which I don't understand. But <laughs> y'all have it. Good for him. Good for, you know, the community. We're winning in that aspect. Bobby has been on TV since, damn near since he came back. He fell off for a second, but since he got back up with MVP, we've basically never seen him on TV except when he left for like um, two, two weeks and he was back. So that I do love. Whereas Bianca... Although she did eat the pin in 26 seconds at WrestleMania, not WrestleMania, SummerSlam, mm-hmm. she main event at WrestleMania with another black woman. That is a huge accomplishment. I cannot watch that match because I will cry and I don't I'm like crying. crying. I don't like yeah. crying. Everybody know I don't like crying. I can't watch it because I don't like crying. So mm-hmm. that was beautiful. Um, Bianca has been on TV consistently for the past couple years which I love to see she has been champion and it was a very decent reign until certain parts of it where Beckler came back mm-hmm. and it was just from here it's, it's only up it's been a good run I would hate to see us fall off which I don't see that happening because we have such an influx of black talent coming in or just on an independent scene and wrestling in general i love to see it every time i see one i don't care if they got two followers i'll follow them because i love to see representation if i was to wrestle which i want to pretty soon i would want somebody to support me to see myself to see themselves within me because that's what i represent now on the downside of things we are still the ones eating the pens, taking the L's, getting the short end of TV time. Whereas Biggie was champion, they probably checked in with him 
two, maybe two times out the night. And he had to share a segment with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Granted, that was a part of the story. However, on SmackDown, Roman gets an hour of the show. And that's scattered out through parts. We stay check on him at least five times out the night. And the nigga don't be doing nothing, but sitting there breathing. So that's where my issue lies. It also lies within the wrestling community not acknowledging us as viable characters or viable competitors. Why is it that I have to go and get serious, but Santino Morella can sit up here, have on a wig for a fucking two years, prancing around, being in the women's division, or having a whole unibrow coming out with a sock, and it's cool. It's fun. Y'all would love to see him as a mid-card champion. But the second Kofi and Big E become champs, world champs at that, oh, they got to get serious. I can't take them serious with them dancing and smiling. What the fuck is your issue? What's the problem? Why can't they be dancing and smiling? Every Black man in America is not angry and upset, even though that's what I'm giving off right now. Every Black man <laughs> in America is not angry and upset. There are people who enjoy the cosplay things, the anime things, the fun things in life. It's not always serious mode, serious mode, serious mode. And then when we do get to serious mode, we damn near get the short end of the stick still because Naomi got serious and where did that leave her? Short end of the stick. She didn't get shit for it. She lost um, the triple threat match and that was it. Um, I'm just going to make this comment because we talked about this before. Um, I talked about it a few places when speaking about this um, soul situation was wrestling is the last quote unquote sport that white men are dominant in. Yep. It is the last, last sport that we have not taken over with our quote unquote athletic ability. So that's why when like the Biancas and like Bobby's and so on and so on, they're shook because they know, especially like in Jade, because that's how we said they basically like they didn't give um Jade that T- TBS championship to like kind of compensate for the situation for a swole. No, they gave her that that championship to keep her away from Brit because there's no fucking way that you would have someone who looks like her, who is athletic as her, not go after that woman's title and be able to real and then be able to win realistically. It is the last, it is, it's the last sport, quote unquote, because it still is a sport, regardless of it being predetermined, it is a sport or sports like that they don't, that they have dominance in. And so that's where a lot of these projections and microaggressions and so on and so on come from and the systematic change and the systematic changes that need to happen because because that's that's just how I mean I'm not trying to say oh that's just how it is, but that I mean that that is the reason. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be a long is gonna be a very, very long process to really get that rooted out but that is literally the antith- antithesis of it it is the last sport 
that white that white males have control over and have dominance over. It is the last standing pillar out of everything else. Yep. I'll tell you what, if a black wrestling supposed to come out, it's over with for everybody. But then too, on top of that, it's like no matter how great we we how far we come and how many things we do or how many times we try to show various aspects of the diaspora of what African Americans and just black people in general, and that includes Africans and anything else in between, biracial people included, is we're not all the same. And that's one thing Don did say that I do agree with. I don't need every champion to be like Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins is a, was a champion and he wasn't like that. So for me, how come the diversity in characters and the variety in characters can be displayed amongst white, Latina, and any other um, race of people but when it comes to Black people, it's, everything has to be a specific way. It has to go one, two, three. It can't zigzag or spiral. It's got to go one straight way. It makes us be put in a box. And then what happens is you stifle us when you do that. Not everybody performs in that way at their best. If you allow them to have their own creative aspect, you can get a wide range of characters from Black people and it would work out better in your favor if you did it that way rather than forcing us into this, you got to be mean box or you have to have, um, you you have to be a particular way as a black woman. You got to be a particular way as a, as a black man. You got to, you got to want checks. You can't, you can't be running around here smiling and greeting. Like I'm already pegged as a villain when I walk down the street in a kayfabe scenario on television this is a tv show why do i have to be pegged that way on television too you reinforce the ideals when you do that and that's just that and that's one thing about wwe that i do have to give them credit for they did not force big e to be in this box and they didn't do it to kofi either they let it run they let it ride it was like they don't want to run and be you know mean overly dominant champions i'll we'll let them do it the way that they're doing it and they didn't have short title runs biggie's title reign was 110 days kofi's was longer a little bit longer and bobby lashley's was 196 days they had decent title reigns but it's measured by how popular people deem it to be they demonized kofi on um the internet and the iwc really is one of the reasons why I hate it so much is because Kofi can run around cheesing and throwing pancakes, and that's that's not okay. Like, no champion should do that. That sucks. And I was like, okay, but you had Eugene there <laughs> getting top billing matches back in the day on pay-per-views, all right? Wrestling Triple H is some of the biggest names in the business, and he was special needs. He was what you would consider to be autistic nowadays, okay? All of this shit is happening, and Don's right. You had Santino Morella there, one of the most popular wrestlers at his during his time. They had characters like Doik the Clown, 
the Brooklyn Brawler was corny. He never won any matches. You had so many things happening. And there was a variety of wrestlers that just shouldn't have been as popular as they were. But they were. And they were able to get over. And they used them. They let them do it. They let them push. Look at fucking Hornswoggle. Are you you serious? Hornswoggle has a legendary career. And it's crazy. Are you serious though? Like, and I'm not even talking about him being a little person. We're just, just the ideals of it. Just going by what was shown when it came to Hornswoggle. You gotta be fucking kidding me. And then Ooh. talent, then you go talent. Let's just go women's division alone. Naomi was screwed during the time of the Divas Championship more times than I can count. And while I don't like the Bellas, I can I can call a spade a spade and be like, I know what they did and what they tried to do, but I also know what they were willing to go along with. And in this case, Naomi should have been champion at least once. At yeah. least once. That woman didn't even get to smell the fucking title. They made her turn heel, which she didn't want to do. She embodied it, pushed it forward, and she still didn't get the title. She was used to put over everybody else. And that, in my mind, just didn't make no sense to me. She's one of the best wrestlers on the roster, athletically gifted, and can pretty much work with anybody there. She has everything you need for the babyface run that you could have had, and you still could have booked Bianca strong. You could have had Naomi running on Raw, Bianca on SmackDown, and they could have collided at Survivor Series, and it would have been epic. But y'all don't think past your face. You're so busy worrying about what the fans think or trying to get people on your side. You still could have debuted Becky at SummerSlam, but that shit could have been done after Bianca had her match and then have her drop the title after SummerSlam. It was the way you did it, and it looked disrespectful. Therefore, it was disrespectful. Now, I'm sure they figured out a way to get over it or they figured out a way to make it better or right in Bianca and them eyes because it's a job for them. They're just doing their job. But to the fans, it doesn't look right. Case in point, the storyline with Sonya and Naomi. Now, y'all tell me when a white woman, no shade to Alexis, but when a white woman is on television and she's saying it looks racist, God damn it, it look racist. It okay. doesn't do look racist. I've been saying that that shit gives racist vibes. It look racist, okay? That lady was, I think it was, what was it, Ryan Satin? Ryan Satin's the one who's got the, um, the, the podcast thing that he puts on the internet for WWE. He does the interviews with the wrestlers and journalists sometimes. I can't remember which one of them it is. But there's a clip that Thoughts on Wrestling sent me. So shout out to her. And the lady's sitting there and she's just like, I'm sick of this damn storyline. I don't want to see it anymore. They're not explaining what's going on. And it just yeah. looks like this white woman is racist towards this black woman. It looks racist. I'm like, well, we've been saying that for months and they told us we were wrong. Told us we was, we was reaching is the term that they use. Oh, you're reaching. And then you you have the situation with Tony Khan, like Nicole mentioned, that belt was always meant for Jade to keep her out of Brit so Brit can maintain her dominance as champion. They don't want to derail that. So they had to find a way to keep Jade popping 
and keep her and give her something to uh, commiserate her undefeated streak outside of just having the streak. Plus they have a division. So they're like, okay, let's institute this secondary women's belt. Cool. The belt was always supposed to go to her, but because of the situation with Swole and the way he handled it and how the conversation blew up into this massive argument between AEW fans and African-Americans and POCs alike, it tarnished Jade's win over um, Ruby. And it also made it so that they gave her the win because of the conversation. They gave her this belt because of it, which is unfair to Jade because whether you love her or hate her, she worked to get to that belt. And that's just, that was her reward for what she did. Now, whether you like it or not, whether she's great at wrestling or not is outside of that conversation. She was meant to have the belt. That's the way it was supposed to go from the beginning. I don't want... I don't want to be judged or measured by the barometer of what white people say. I want to be measured on a scale that's equal for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't sit up and be like, well, I don't, I don't, I'm going to put Adam Cole up top, but I'm going to compare him to Seth Rollins to see how they work. No, I assess Adam Cole by Adam Cole and I assess Seth Rollins by Seth Rollins. It's the same thing I do for African-American wrestlers. Now I will root for them because we are at a disadvantage. I get Bobby Lashley all the shit, all of it. Cause I don't like his character. I don't like the way he talks and he carries himself like a dickwad. So I don't like it. I don't care for it. <laughs> Wrestling wise, he's not bad. He's fairly solid, but he doesn't do anything for me. He's boring. And then with Bob, with MVP, he makes me pay attention to hate him because I don't I don't like MVP. I didn't like MVP when he was there. There's <laughs> nothing against him personally as, Ooh, as, as somebody backstage and as somebody who was really fighting for wrestlers, especially the Hurt Business. I got nothing but love for MVP as a man and as a person. Character-wise, he's always been this money-hungry um, I got to get paid first before I show what I can do type of character. He, he, he always embodied that. And that's fine. I don't like it. So I don't really resonate with him. But as a person, I respect him. And I'm glad that he's there because a lot of things that we've seen over the last couple of years from the Black wrestlers wouldn't have been seen because he was there. So I... All I ask is that people give black wrestlers a chance. Like you got some people on the indies who would be amazing in WWE or AEW, but because we understand the culture, a lot of people don't want them to go. Like Shane Taylor Productions. Everybody wants to see SCP somewhere on television, but they all know that no matter where he goes, he's going to be stifled in some kind of way. And the way that that man works, he just not going to give up his freedom and the opportunity to do things that he wants to do just for a paycheck. Now, if he goes to WWE and he don't like the way it works, he'll walk. It's the same thing with AEW. He just wants to be able to place to do where he does, but he wants the freedom to be able to do it his way. And I, I can't be mad at him for that. 
I'd rather he be able to be his best self and the men who work with him be the best versions of themselves than for them to go somewhere else and either not be seen or be regaled to the, the secondary and third show like AEW Dark and Elevation or he's on um, WWE and he's getting buried where he's not getting no matches or if they get matches, they barely getting seen. They're getting two minute matches or he's putting somebody else over. You want to see black people working. You want to see them at the top. And as bare minimum as it looks for WWE, there, there isn't that much black talent in WWE to begin with. So when we see it finally rising to the surface, that's a big accomplishment for us. It means something. It's even worse for the Latinos. There's not a lot of Latino talent. They're coming in, but they don't last. The, the luchadors never last. The only luchador I've seen that was able to withstand the times is Rey Mysterio. He's the only one. Everybody yeah. else ends up leaving at some point because they are not booked. So it's, in a sense, this conversation is happening because we, we demand better because we know we can have better. Look at what they brought in. You got Carmelo Hayes over at NXT. Trick Williams is developing well at NXT. You have, um, or you had Patrick. Patrick Patty Cake was there. He could have been a breakout star, but he got in his own way. And whatever demons he was dealing with. I also feel like if it wasn't for the situation, he would have fucked himself up as well because he was way too big for his pants. He Although he was had, majorly talented, he... He was arrogant. Yes, he was too arrogant. And it's like, and he, hold on, we're still in the white man's world. Just like, kind of calm down a little bit. It would still kick your ass out. He thought because he felt like there is nothing holding anybody back. Everybody can get they, get they, you know, everybody can get their piece of the pie as long as you work for it. But I'm like, yeah, but there are obstacles that are put in our way specifically for us to slow us down. Those same obstacles will not be put in front of somebody else. Yep. So it is what it is. The reality is y'all, all y'all listening and everybody having this conversation, y'all have to learn how to support people. And, and even if like, we might joke and jest and talk about people's hair and talk about people on TV, but I don't shit on Bobby Lashley outside of his character. I have no hatred towards Bobby Lashley outside of the character that is presented to me. I don't have no hatred towards him. And I did a sense support him during his title reign because I could have not paid attention to it at all, which is usually what happens when African-American champions pop up and then they snatch the belt off of them really quickly. Now, mm-hmm. I usually will either be invested in the few somehow so I can see who's going to take the title off of them if they heels or if they faces, I try to get behind them because I understand how hard it is for them to get to where they are. We as the, as the community, as a whole, not just black people, everybody in the community have to learn how to stop nitpicking when it comes to black talent and accepting whatever they give us when it comes to white talent, because that is what happens. When the white wrestlers come up, they can be mediocre as shit. And you motherfuckers will be like, oh, he's the next, he's the next Hulk Hogan just because he's big. And I'm like, no. If you can't talk on the microphone, put a case in point, Von Wagner's horrible. 
Ron Wagner and his Neanderthal eyebrows are horrible. Okay, he can't talk on the mic to save his life. And yet I see everywhere people still watch him. They don't have no issues with talking. They don't have no issues with looking at him, beating people up. And look how they book him because before he was being booked as a face. But he wasn't working out too well, was he? So what they do, they got him interfering in people's conversations or matches. He'll come out there and attack people and beat people up. And that's pretty much all he got. He don't really have any real skill when it comes to wrestling or just being a wrestling character, period. Malcolm Bivens don't wrestle at all, but you notice him. You see him. He makes himself be noticed. He can speak on the microphone and he adds to the character of the people that he represents. Because I can tell you right now, I would not give two fucks about Diamond Mine if Malcolm Bivens was not in it. That's just me personally. None of them None of them stand out to me, even Roderick. And I love watching Roderick Strong wrestle. I think he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He just is clean. His matches are always fun to watch, but he He doesn't have character. He is boring. And I'm just like, he needs He needs him. But you see how they always gonna have a boring nigga who can wrestle. And he's that's okay. Yeah. And that's fine. But then you got you got Roderick Strong, and you see Roderick Strong is scouting out new talent. He's scouting out men and women, and you see him pop up. He come out there every time Von Wagner get ready to do something. So it's, it looks like they're getting ready to put Strong with Wagner. And if they do, that's the smartest no. thing they've done, because Wagner uh, don't have nothing to bring to the table. He barely rides to the occasion in the ring. He's okay, but he's not great. He's not like Ron Breaker. You know what I'm saying? And then you've got Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is a character in himself, too. But they it's, it's like they only require them to do the bare minimum. As long as they do the bare minimum, they're okay. And that's not fair because everybody should be judged across the board the same way. Y'all got people on the internet. And y'all result to some of the ugliest things to say about Black people. Because you don't mm-hmm. like them, Y'all's creating memes with Bianca with her head on George Floyd's body, talking about put your foot on her neck. Y'all calling her the N-word. You attack Naomi. When her husband was the one who was caught drinking and driving, he is the one who's getting the DUIs and the DWIs, and y'all attack her. You go after her. But let's keep it real. John Moxley just went into rehab for alcoholism. And I didn't see anybody attacking Renee for that. Mm. Did you blame her for John Moxley's alcoholism? No, because it was his alcoholism. He did it to himself. Now, granted, Renee get attacked a lot because of John. She gets a lot of hate. But she did mm-hmm. not get attacked from what I saw. She did not get attacked for having for him going into rehab for his alcoholism. No, she did not. I checked her Twitter around the time when the news broke and all I really saw from fans from all walks of life was tell John, I hope he feels better. We're behind you, John thoughts and prayers for you. Mox can't wait to see you come back. But you left her alone and you gave Naomi the blues so much to the point where she ended up shutting her Twitter down and locked her Instagram to be private. So whoever was following her at the time 
they following her. Y'all go after um, Bianca and y'all make the memes about Naomi too. The girl came out there with her natural hair at the Rumble some years back. They went at mm -hmm. her neck. Why you come out there with your yep. hair nappy? You need to do yep. your hair. Her hair look a mess. That was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, when Beth come out there with these and she was everywhere. line hair. Oh my God, Beth is back. She looks great. Beth looks crazy. <laughs> no, I've been. I've honestly very few people I've actually seen actually said that Beth looks good. Like just the people on my timeline, they're like, "I love Beth, but she looks crazy." Um, <laughs> crazy, but I'm like, this is not for Beyonce and for Naomi in that Rumble spot. Like she was literally everywhere. Yes, like shade room, like everywhere, like on, like literally everywhere. Like one yep. of my friends sent me a clip. Like one of my friends, like she knows I watch wrestling, and she sent me this clip, and she's like, "Oh my god, I seen this! Like, who is this? Like, tell me about her." Like I have, like I've had, like ha would have, like a couple of my friends. I'm like, "Oh my god, tell me who she is! Tell me about her." Yeah, she was everywhere. That I do love because she had got an article in Essence. Um, a couple of times mm -hmm. she had um black hair people reach out to her kiki palmer saw a video of her and was like wow i would love to be her in a movie and it's like shit like that is it's it's touching it makes it it makes all the hard shit that they're going through worth it to actually just be seen meanwhile she wasn't getting booked she wasn't on tv she wasn't having matches and the matches that she was having they weren't worthwhile it wasn't giving her anything. And Ooh. Naomi's very patient. She was very patient. And then, fast forward to now, last week she got a match with Charlotte Flair. The match itself was good. It was a decent match. It had good time. They had good pacing in the match. That was the best I've seen Charlotte work in a very long time. But most mm -hmm. of the time... Charlotte will work with when you're working with somebody that you want to work with that shows in how she performs, how the yeah. match goes, how she sells, and how she performs. All she asks for is competition. If she feels like the person has fallen in a match, they're not being competent in the match, they're not giving her the challenge that she wants, she's gonna phone in her shit too. Yeah, that's how she works. Now, I ain't never most of the time. Her, she'll give you a nod when the match is over that you you put in the work. She did it for Becky at the end of the mm -hmm. match at um as what was it SummerSlam or Survivor Series? One of them did it at that match. Gave her it was that she did gave it for her that. Nightfall. Yep, gave her her she nod. Did for, and she did it for I, I want to say she gave Nikki one too because she beat the shit out of Nikki. And they was in there. They in there scrapping. And that match was good. It got overshadowed, though, by Sonya and her bullshit. And that's yeah. where the comment from the lady came in. The lady was like, it just looked racist. I don't know how it looked to anybody else, but to me, it looked racist, especially when you're not telling us what's going on. And that's, that's another problem. I don't understand. Like, you're not giving us a reason around why Sonya is being a bitch. She is being a bitch. Now, looking, like, say if I'm watching, I try to watch wrestling within the child's eyes so I won't have too much judgment on it. Um, I watch it within that view, and I like what's going on because it's a good story. But I still want to know what the fuck is the issue. Like, why are you being a bitch? 
Why? Honestly, what they should have and they could have, which they'll probably do, I'm assuming to be like, you remember you're mean to us and tough enough, which I mean, they could use. That's what I would have, that's the angle I would have went. But they, but if they're going to go that way, they should have said something by now. Right. I was in his ass beat. Jesus. (laughs) Another thing is um, within, it's also an attack on the inside within our community. Whereas you see Booker T and Mark Henry shit on the talent and then you have people within the fans. It's so many times I heard, oh my God, you watch wrestling, it's so fake. That hurts the black people that's there because it's like, you not even trying to support. But you can go and watch any other thing with somebody black in it, but you won't take the time out and watch wrestling because it's quote unquote fake. It's scripted, yes. Fake, no. They are putting their bodies on the line five days out the week. Sometimes. I mean, I, I understand. I get where that's coming. I get what you're coming from to that. But also, it's like, you can't just, like, we can't just force people to, yes, they can support from, like, the outside or whatever, but we can't just support people just to watch the product because they just, they just not might be into it. But that doesn't mean that they don't necessarily not support. They're like, you know what? That's just, that, that's not for me. I don't watch it. In no, point case for me, I don't watch and I don't watch any of like the Tyler Perry stuff. I don't watch anything in that type of realm. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Cause I feel like it's basically just like dumb trauma porn for black women so I just I don't like it and I'm just I just don't hear so I don't watch it um that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't support don't hope like the people involved like at work and are able to be successful it's just not for me and I just don't like it so I don't watch it but that doesn't mean that I wish ill on that person or wish ill of those people who are involved that's just not for me you know it's like you know good for you you do you but I'm not gonna watch that like it's each his own situation. Yeah, it's just like it's just it's just each its own. Again, it's like we can't, and this is just just people in general. There's just like people. They're just like, oh, like you still watch that? I think that just comes from all walks of life. That's true. I get that. A lot. Yeah, I don't fucking <laughs> like, watch football. You still watch? You still watch wrestling? I haven't watched wrestling since I was a kid, and I'm like, okay, well, I still <laughs> I still watch it. I like it. I always have. I still watch it. It's more for me. I think that is more within the the wrestling community that I have a problem. Some wrestling fans will widely, especially black, some black wrestling fans will widely support the white wrestlers, but don't all widely support the black wrestlers. They marginalize how they support the black wrestlers. That mm-hmm. I do have a problem with, because you will knock down. Um, You'll knock down a Big E and you'll knock down Kofi and Xavier and you'll give them hell. And then you'll big up, you know, somebody else on the other side with AEW, whether it be Lee Moriarty or um, Leo Rush or, you know, Will Hobbs or somebody like that. You're like, okay, yeah. And it's all because of where they are and who they work with. Or if it's somebody outside of WWE, like I mentioned earlier with Shane Taylor, or if you have some of the countless other black wrestlers that are out there, a lot of people don't know them because they don't see them. So they're out of sight, out of mind. And it just could be 
easier if we gave them a chance and we actually looked at them for what they're capable of and what they could do rather than being worried about if the, if they could be viewed as champion that's always the conversation that is had well if they come here do you think that they could be champion just hear me matter. when i say this everybody who works in wwe or works in aew in any wrestling promotion has the ability to be champion if built right if you yes, create the story create the story and build the person up right everybody has potential to be champion and that's anybody because i feel like as motherfuckers like carmella and this is no shade to carmella but if she could be the first woman to ever touch the first women's money in the bank to be champion and to do it the best way she knew how and she did it in the most villainous way she could and it worked for her as champion you were watching her rise as champion you were watching her go up against Oscar multiple times because she was waiting to see if Oscar was going to top of her she always found some crafty way to weasel out of getting beat and it was interesting it, it made you stay focused on the conversation you wanted to see how she was going to fall as champion so those kind of champions exist that kind of thing is possible it's not that black wrestlers can't be champion or that certain people can't be built it's how it's done and that mm. falls that falls more specifically on the people within the company who are doing the work and those who are building up the characters and helping to create the story this man just looks sick as hell Mm-mm. i came with him the last <laughs> thing is the gatekeepers in the oh. in the IWC. So you have people like Mark Henry and you have people like Booker T who are the good a part of the good old boys. And I feel like they want to keep their seats at the table. So they do a lot of gatekeeping when it comes to African American talent. It's very obvious, especially with Booker T. It's a strange, it's a strange thing. He always falls back on the sword of this is wrestling. Y'all need to just accept the fact that this is wrestling. But it's interesting because Charlotte can be champion and he'll say she's a dominant champion and that's idiots what it is. Bianca gets to be champion and he nitpicks. Well, she she too busy pandering to the crowd. She's too busy being happy. She needs to focus. She needs to get down to business. It need to be about getting checks and everything else. That's his favorite line. It need to be about championships and checks. And I was like, well, your black ass was running around calling yourself King Booker. <laughs> it took you being a gimmick to get your title too, sir. Don't forget where you came from. We all mm-hmm. saw it. We all saw it. You and your wife with her, with her you know. Her I feel like. We all saw it. The way that they operate is still in a get out the hood kind of situation. Like, I don't understand if Tony Khan go to his fucking daddy and go build a promotion and just call it the greatest promotion ever. Why can't you get a group of black men or black people that want to wrestle and build a promotion off of y'all backs? Are y'all scared? We know that black talent is damn good or people of color talent is damn good. Why are we sitting here not saying it's wrong where we at 
in WWE and AEW, we have avenues of opportunities. Great, cool. But we are not being seen. We are still getting the short end of the stick. This is where, this is the time where you could make your own avenue. Why is it not being made? We got The Rock want to go out and go do movies. Cool, great. Make, you know, generational wealth for yourself and at the same time, you inspired a generation, but you're not giving back to the generation that you inspired. That's how I feel with all of those black men or all of those black um, talent within that time, they have gave nothing back to us, but returning to the company that they started in. It's nice to see you, it's cool, it is great. What else are you giving me? You put a school out, cool, great. You teach me the, tra- the tricks of the trade. But then I have to go and still fight harder for something that you still that you fought hard for. You shattered a glass ceiling, but yeah, I still have to go and break it again because they made a new fucking ceiling. And it's ridiculous that we still having to do this. It's only been what four, three black champions, four now. Mm-hmm. It's been three black women's champions. One of them only supposed to get two reigns. I feel like the only one, the other one only gets it because she have white. Okay. But that's not here nor there. I love Sasha Banks. Um, but she still plays second fiddle to Charlotte. To be honest, Sasha should be Trish and Sasha and Charlotte should be Trish and Mickey. Honestly. If Charlotte has 13, 12 reigns. Sasha needs to have 10, 11, if not 13, 12 reigns right with her. Why is it that she doesn't have that? She, we know she is good enough. She, out of the four horsewomen, she is the one that is, her and Bailey are the ones that hone and change their craft consistently to entertain in a new way. I love Charlotte. Charlotte is the bomb. Charlotte is the best. But Charlotte has the same moveset. Charlotte does the same thing. Not saying I get tired of it, but it's the same thing. Becky ain't working with much. Doing the same shit. She's been phoning in, I wouldn't even say phoning in her matches, but she's been getting cheap wins since she came back. I don't typically care for Becky. I don't want to see her win for real, but if I would want to watch Becky, which I do, I don't want to see her win on these fucking ropes yet another time. It's tired. It's old. But we have Naomi going out there, every time she comes out there, it's a new match. She's never putting on the same match. And she gets half of the recognition that Becky or Charlotte gets. And it's beyond me. Whereas 2019, was it 2019? Basically, everybody white was just going with the flow. Everybody was having the same fucking matches, whereas tag teams were black. They were putting, they were the talk of the time. They were the talk for about since 2016. It's been tag team wrestling. Nobody really cared for the main title at that. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's crazy. Nobody cared for the main title in that regard as they did at tag team championships. This all goes to show that black talent works hard 
and we have to work harder just to be seen on TV. Where like this whole situation with Big Swole, she has been on, she's been regaled to dark. We ain't even seen Big Swole for real. Not that I watch AEW, but we ain't even seen her on TV, whichever fucking shows that is. And for her to say that it's not inclusive to black people is very much a white boys club or white people's club. And y'all going to get upset and then say she's not that good. She is the best damn talent that they had in that roster, on that women's roster. Well, she didn't necessarily even say all that. I mean, again, it's like I'll say that about Tony. I don't think he's inherently racist. I just think he's very ignorant. And what Soul said, it wasn't that she didn't think that she just wanted better representation and like better and better use like her main gripe was with the women's division but then also Mm -hmm. she started talking about the diversity and how um black talent and poc and other talent are showcased or aren't showcased and how there's ways that they can improve on that because they have the people Uh oh. Did we lose her? I don't know. I hope not. Nicole, you still there? We can't hear you, babe. One second. Anything else? All right. Um, when it comes to Swole, she really just wanted the women's division represented more. And um, they honed in on the diversity on the dirt sheets because they knew it was going to gain traction. Um, she mentioned that really in passing towards the end. It was like, um, I, I did speak to them and tell them everything they needed to know about how I felt. And she got demonized for it. And that happens to a lot of Black women who end up speaking up about something that they feel passionate about. It happens all the time. It's very sad. And it is um, rude. And it, it doesn't give, it takes away her credibility. And I really felt like they could have done this in a tasteful way and then what made it worse is that black people who work for AEW they doubled down on it instead of actually listening to what she said in her podcast and that's where it the problem comes in it's like she's not allowed to say her truth but you gave Maria the pass to say what she wanted because she was leaving the big bad wolf of WWE you you did talk attack Ty, Ty Valkyrie. I'll give Ty Valkyrie that because they went at her neck. Well, you knew what you were getting yourself into when you signed up for it. So did Maria's dumb ass because her ass went back thinking her and her husband was going to be able to make out on the ring and her titties get rubbed every two seconds. And then because they didn't get that, <laughs> she wants to start crying and shit. Not to mention you asked to leave, then get pregnant. There's a whole situation going on with you, but you get to write letters about how Ring of Honor did you, gave you so much, and you loved them so much, despite the fact that everybody else found out on Twitter they got fired. You did everything in your power to make yourself look like the martyr, whereas everybody else gets to look like the evil one. And that's exactly what Tony Khan did. First of all, 
the tweet that he did I believe Nicole when she says he thinks he's ignorant because I agree I feel like mm-hmm. when you're raised in affluence like that you really don't have no real common sense of how the real world works unless you immerse yourself in it he has yet to do that I feel like that man buys his friends a lot. And from what Swole said in her podcast, I'm doubling down on that. I think that he buys his friendship. I think he buys likes. I think he buys love. And when people turn on him, he becomes combative and he wants to get back at you. He feels like you're attacking him. He feels like you are attacking his credibility and his character. And then he goes at you at the worst place possible. He couldn't attack what she... um, he couldn't attack her personally. So he went at her work ethic and her professionalism. And because she has Crohn's disease, everybody assumed that her Crohn's was acting up and that's what cost her opportunities in AEW. And that's what took, why she was so mad about it because of her Crohn's disease. She mentioned the Crohn's disease in her podcast for sure. And she explained that that's one of the reasons why she had to sit out for quite some time because her Crohn's flared up really bad but it didn't hinder her from doing her job effectively. You're in the back and you're begging for just some leadership, some structure, and you can't even have that. And the first thing the leader who's supposed to be the number one guy does is go on Twitter and bash you like you're some damn, some damn mediocre talent like Tay Conti. And they get this bitch the moon the fucking stars. I don't And understand. I don't understand it. And it was the backhanded disrespect that a lot of people really didn't like it was like well i just let her contract off because she wasn't good enough but make sure you watch aw rampage and watch the street fight and it was like bitch you want me to watch these mediocre bitches wrestle but you talking about swole not being a good wrestler you hired her so was she good when you hired her and then she somehow got bad when you got ready to leave because if we're talking about the standards of aew We've seen what you are capable of producing. So let's not try and call a spade a heart, my guy. Okay? Let's just keep it real. We've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to AEW. So real talk, and she's one of the worst. Shit, I hate to see what your best looks like. It's Burt Baker. Clearly. And that ain't working with much either. Britt's Okay. <laughs> exactly. That that's that ain't no shades of Brit. I mean, she I respect Brit's work ethic and what she was able to do for herself, but they also forget that that was built on Swole's work ethic too. Yes. Y'all keep talking about how great Britt Baker is, but without Big Swole, she wouldn't be where she is. That's another problem. Y'all using the black talent to put the people over, but you ain't giving them the respect that they deserve either. You like, well, she lost. Well, they lost. But, well, I'm like, if I recall, Swole won that match against Britt Baker. She won that cinematic match. Yeah. And I'm like, while they were having their feud going back and forth, Britt Baker was able to grow her character and expand it. And she was not, she was willing to go all the way with Swole. They wanted to do it and make it as good as possible so they could get more eyes on the women's division. That was the focus of her conversation. It was not the diversity. The diversity came as an afterthought. It was the last thing she talked about because her focus was the women were not getting enough time because you see Will Hobbs more than you see the women. You saw most of the Black talent that's on the main roster. You saw them more than you saw the women. The women might get 
five to six minutes in the middle of the show. That's it. So they're even more marginalized than the Black talent. It wasn't about diversity, but they honed in on that and made it about that because of the articles that they had and because of Tony Khan's response to it, which they need to just hire PR. They need to have PR and an HR department so that they can handle that kind of stuff. And they need to have a social media handler that helps them understand how social media works so they don't make an ass out of themselves and then they have to end up fighting and defending themselves on Twitter, which is happening a lot. We just saw it. Fucking Kenny Omega's out here getting called a pedo and he's out here calling other people pedos. Do you represent the company? Tony Khan's attacking people personally online, going at Fox because Fox talking about their ratings is low and their Jaguar team suck. The Jaguars do suck. They've been oh. sucking. Okay. Okay? They're terrible. Horrible. <laughs> Okay, basura. They are not going to get better. They're not. I'm ashamed that they're from Florida. They're a horrible football team, and they have been <laughs> for quite some time. So let's just keep it real. You want to win a game? Put the opioid because they don't give here. a fuck about them. So shit. Oh, play Jesus. It's going left so fast. My God, you can't. <laughs> you're going to tell the truth. Then just tell the truth. Your ratings. Yes, you guys win in the demo. That's what you're focusing at. But you're not winning by that much. You're still fluctuating in your ratings, and that's not good either. You're supposed to be solid. They should be continuous. I'm tripping. The only demo they have is the white man. Oh, thank I'm you. confused. And when you touch all right, what they cater to everybody, then then we can talk about your demographic. And Until that's another thing too. Your demo. Your demo is catered towards white people. And people are asking for diversity, but in my mind, it's not smart to give it give you diversity because you don't cheer for them when they come out there. Only time you do is when they got somebody that you like on their side. Mm. So you're not gonna you're not gonna care about Big Swole being out there. You're not gonna care. Like, look how they treat Nala Rose. Terrible. That's your demographic, and that's how they treat her. You got fans coming in there talking about she's somebody's dad. You disrespectful. The, um, they said the boy who be with Carter, they said that was his dad. Terrible. He ended Disgusting. up getting booted, and they banned him, which I don't blame him. That's what they were supposed to do. I'm like, you, you, you see how they treat her on Twitter? How they treat Sonny Kiss? Look at the shit that they go through. And y'all don't provide no protection. You don't say anything publicly until it gets out of hand. And that's when you come out and be like, okay, um, we support our talent and we are not backing down. And it's just like, y'all wait until it goes over it out of control. Your fans are the ones that you're catering to. The ones who enjoy watching the Daniel Bryansons and all these people showing up on your roster and wrestling that have these beautiful once-in-a-lifetime matches as you put them. These are the very same fans that disrespect your core, that disrespect the Black talent, that disrespect the um, the trans talent, that disrespect your LGBTQ talent. Like, those are the same fans. And you're all you care about is the fact that they tune in and watch your product. That's a problem, hmm. too. But it still goes back to what Nicole said earlier. 
the wrestling community is the last of a dying breed besides like and even fucking golf and golf is still more POCs than golf and they coming in and dominating from Tiger Woods to some of these other um um Asian people coming in you got people black people it's a whole bunch of POCs coming in the golf taking over so golf Black people and more people of color are coming in to do those sports too. It's black people in hockey. Yes, I it know is. Niggas on ice now. Yes, they yeah, do. Like, they're starting. They're starting to come in. Yes, they're starting to come in. And I feel like within this decade, this is where we're going to see the change for black people. I've followed so many indie black wrestlers. It's crazy. It's a lot of them, and I love the faction boys. It's amazing. Liar. I love it. I love <laughs> Ice Williams. Yes, I love all of it. Um, I think we ta- I've talked about again. I always feel like I always talk about this, but uh, we've mentioned this with that, and then with like LGBTQ uh, people with the mm-hmm. industry. We talked about in the spaces because we were talking about how can we get them more visibility. And I was like, the bigger companies always follow what's popping on the indies. I'm like, they've always done that. They're always so like two years behind of what's going on on the indies. And so once they see something is really popping, that's when they're going to start making change. I was like, those like, so that in turns, that means that we need to start um, watching more indie stuff. Supporting. Ooh, excuse me, going to shows, um, spending money, going to um, buying merch, tweeting about it, etc. Amen. Well, there's only so much we can do with this conversation, so make sure you follow Indie Talent and support them. They usually post clips of their matches on YouTube. You can find it on Twitter. Their Instagram. We love wrestling. Instagram. We yes. love wrestling has it. Um, Jobber Tears um, have a bunch of indie stuff. Black um, Wrestling Alliance. Black Wrestling Alliance is a big one. They always have something for you to watch. Always have something about black wrestlers, period. They have their top And they 10. touch on everybody. They touch on yeah, people who just started as well, too. Yes, and you can always look at the top 10 Black wrestlers of the week over there. They do a lot with Black Wrestling Alliance. So check them out. Check out We Love Wrestling because we love trading at We Love Wrestling, of course. And you can always go to Jobber Tears. And there's many other wrestling podcasts that will show you the way to finding Black talent and make sure you support them and support other POCs as well. Because I feel like wrestlers like Ali don't get their flowers. Mm. And Ali deserve a lot, okay? But I feel like he finna get something that WWE ain't gonna be able to give him. And then by the time he, they figure out that he was somebody to um to actually look into, it's gonna be too late and he gonna be gone. I'm very glad like for Ali because, and this, again, this might be general, but I feel like there's just not a lot of people in that demographic. I just don't want to say like anything and sound mean um, or like within his community that really watch wrestling or really grow up wrestling i feel like that's something like that might be very niche for that culture 
So that's why I try to make sure I'm loud for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like he deserves it. Actually, and I haven't Big tweeted Daddy about Blade in a while. I'm trying to get him in a Marvel movie. So they are he they are looking for somebody who's Middle Eastern for the Marvel movie. And they did describe somebody with Ali's build and his look. I if he was to get that, if he that was to get that, that would that would shoot him. Then we would see him on TV for real. If he gets booked, it would put him on TV so fucking fast and throw some random ass belt at him. Okay, okay. So here, we made this new belt. Take this. We're gonna be on TV. All you gotta week. do is tweet at Marvel Studios because that's how. Um. Oh, uh, what is the guy's the name that did Shang Chi? Nicole, what is his name? The guy who played Shang Chi. Leo. That's yeah, how he, he got his role for um Shang Chi. He tweeted at them. Period. He was like, "Okay, let's what look into it." And no I think people are really kind of just not realizing just how much of like social media and how much I don't know what I'm never eating these burgers again my body is messed up um I think people need to realize like how powerful social media is and like getting people to get these roles or so on and so on there are so many people who's gotten roles because scouts and agents will be go online and be like oh my god who is this person so i'll do so i'll say half the people who are in euphoria just got cast because somebody was walking around and be like i like your vibe or whatever like come breathe for this role like oh what was that what was that crazy girl she wasn't really like a big character but she was just like there bb i don't know if anyone in here watches euphoria Mm-mm. I think that's her name. Her name is, I'm pretty sure. So BB literally was just walking around a fucking mall and they liked how they, she looked and she was like, why don't you, do you want to be in a show? Um, basically Hunter Schaefer also uh, models. And then also they were looking, but she, like she primarily models and they were like, they found her like, oh, I like how she looks. I'm gonna have her read. Um, same thing with this guy who plays um, Fez. Same thing. Never acted day in his life. They're like, I like how he looks. Looks. I'm gonna come in here and read. And there's so many people or like actors and stuff in general who are like lesser known who are able to get bigger roles and to get casted because of social media. So that's why people are like. So I know some people might think it's lame, but I'm like, no, we might act. So you can. So you never know. That's why I'm going to tweet every day at Marvel and tell him to cast him. He can do his own sons, too. You don't even have to get us some person. Nope. That's Stephanie saving money. Bad bitch. This is crazy. Nope. What? Do. I said Stephanie McMahon is such a bad bitch. This is crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just WrestleMania 32. She just ate this interest up. Well, we can't get no further with this conversation. So it is what it is. And hopefully, y'all will support the indie and the black talent. Today, you got something you want to add, or are you good? I'm good. I'm just sitting here with my drink and eating my cookies. <laughs> what cookies? Um, these like shortbread cookies with like these um. Uh, mm, Alexis, Love you got chocolate. anything you want to add before we move on? No. 
I hope she's not talking how Mike is muted still. Uh-oh. Alexis, Mother of Darkness, can you hear us? Mother of Darkness? <laughs> <laughs> your mic is muted. Yeah, you're muted. Oh. She left. She'll be back. She shall return. There she is. And Mike's still muted. There she Sorry. Goes. I got kicked out somehow. Sorry. It's okay. We're just ending it on this part. So if you want to add something to this, you can, and then we'll close out and start row sessions. Um, I mean, I've said it last week and I've said it before. I will never understand the struggles of a black person or a POC person. I can only um I mean, I know it's the running joke where it's like, I will gladly use my white privilege to get our voices heard. Um, but I don't really understand. I just, just leave these people alone and let them fucking wrestle, man. Like, y'all didn't have a problem with Becky coming out there with them busted ass elf boots on. But God forbid, <laughs> Remy wears her natural hair. And all what was she wearing? That's when they were doing, y'all were like, I got that's some what, questions. That's when y'all were like, oh, that's Scarlet Witch. That's Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch wouldn't be caught fucking dead in that outfit, first of all. So don't insult one of my favorite Marvel superheroes, okay? Second oh, of all, oh, and that, see, I didn't mind that. I thought it was um, the lamest thing because of those stupid boots. They weren't flushed against her skin and they were falling yeah. down. But everyone's out yeah. here saying, oh, she's looking like Scar Bitch, that was not Scarlet Witch. You can't take a red fucking bodysuit and red... I'm getting off track. Sorry. But she's <laughs> out here wearing the dumbest shit. And y'all will be like, yes, queen. Yes, Becky. But Naomi comes out there. Naomi's natural hair is so pretty. Like, and y'all are calling her names because of that? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Y'all come out here with bliss looking like she sold makeup from Hot Topic in 2005. Mm -hmm. And then wants to try to give that same kind of aesthetic. But y'all come for her saying she's being fake or because she likes Dungeons and Dragons, you call her some derogatory names and saying she's not a real Black person. Well, what the fuck does playing Dungeons and Dragons have to do with anything like that? I give Amber Moon you know what? I'm not going to go there with Ember Moon because I don't like her. Um, <laughs> I do like that sentiment that she I give her shit because her husband is shitty and she know better. Yeah. All these people yeah. around you that got all this good hair and you up here yeah. something like that. I do that, like you know, because her had some thick thighs on his last show. He was at. My God. <laughs> you know what the, the shitty okay. thing is? It's because of Ember Moon's husband is the reason I can't get behind her 100%. I want to support all the black wrestlers and the POC wrestlers, because you guys do have to work hard, work harder. You you can't ever slack up. You can't take a break. And then as for Booker T and Mark Henry, and I know I'm the white girl speaking, you know, inside outsider looking in, y'all need to shut the fuck up because back in what, when you were wrestlers, you had people with fucking guns walking around the locker room. What makes you not think one day they're gonna have a bad day? Because a lot of our heroes that we grew up watching really been showing their true colors you could have just side-eyed them wrong and they would have probably shot your ass true or false true <laughs> true so y'all are out uh, here fuck will hobbs yeah mm -hmm. oh, what do you say now mm -hmm. whatever his name is and fuck both of you guys whoa 
oh, this drink is kicking in good, good. Yeah, they <laughs> do. Clearly. Oh, my gosh. It's definitely kicking no, in for just, real. He's out here saying, like, you know what Don said earlier, that Kofi can't come out as a Black man and be positivity and be a role model. And But, no, everyone has to be, <laughs> like, Bobby Lashley or God forbid a, a black person doesn't want to portray like a thug or something like that. We all liked crime time when they are around, but there's no way in hell that shit would have been okay nowadays. I fucking love I, crime time. I, I like it, what nobody says. In the aspect, I was just looked at them. I was like, this is not how we act. I liked crime time. Crime time was dope. It was cool. I thought they were, it was a vibe. I, I was just looking like this, this is not it. I liked it because they. I liked it. It's the same. I liked them because they were funny, and that they were stealing people's shit left and right. So I thought that was funny, especially from the people who deserved it. Man, but yeah. it's like it's like Mark Henry wants everybody to be like when the Nation of Domination first came out. It's like they can only portray angry black men or angry black women, and I'm like, my dude, I love having a champion that comes out and is positive and you don't have to be an edgelord and be brooding and dark and angry 24 seven. Cause I don't, I don't want to see that shit. Let me, let me, let me, um, go ahead Alexis. No, cause I'm coming for Mark Henry. Cause he made him and Booker have made Tiff cry. So this is coming from a personal attack. Y'all <laughs> Booker and cry over your shit. Okay. <laughs> because it's like how here. can you sit here and look at us and then say the same say that and then you've been through the same thing you call you literally calling the, the kettle black and you're the exactly. fucking black ass pot didn't he have a company doing spinneroonies uh-huh mm. the spinneroonie is cool and but you out Martin here messing with an old white lady Exactly. No, he was like, fucking her. Everyone was like, he was fucking her and gave birth to okay. a hand. Hey, hey, Booker. Hey, Booker, how about that WrestleMania match between you and Hunter that Uh-oh. no one wants to talk about? Because what Hunter said to you, you think Sonya and Naomi is borderline racist? That shit is racist. There was a segment that Hunter gave you a chauffeur hat and said, this is the only way you would ever be in a car with me. What are you saying? Hmm. Jesus, I mean, hey, he so ain't lying. Look where he at now, kissing his ass. <laughs> you're still there kissing his ass. Hmm. But he, and you know what? He dogged you. He fucking, we could have had the rest, we could have had the Kofi moment of WrestleMania decades before that. But what happened? Because you always see the heel get their comeuppance for being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Hunter won. Yeah. And you're up here acting like, you know, you're on here going, oh, shucky, shucky, ducky, quack, quack, whatever bullshit you fucking said that my kid when she was four wouldn't even fucking say. <laughs> she done got mad now. <laughs> so I don't, I don't appreciate it because you don't see, you don't see Jazz doing this. Damn. You don't see Jazz doing, Jazz is out here supporting the new talent, especially the women. Because mm-hmm. she didn't get her just she didn't get her love in WWE. Because what did they do? They gave her the same thing as they did Jacqueline. It was the angry black woman. But you see Jazz out here trying to support the new talent, trying to get the new generation up and coming. But you want them to be like, oh, just be happy you get a dark match. That no. That's, That's bullshit. bullshit. That is bullshit in a fucking half. I, 
I mean, Summer I just, can go out there week after week and fuck up in her promos. And I don't have no room for errors. I fuck up in the promo. I'm on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, again, I'm not trying to sound like a fake woke ally or whatever the fucking call it, but I'm just, I'm just pissed <laughs> because it just seems like the the older generation, they just fuck. Could you imagine if fucking Snoop Dogg did that to every single rapper that came out, male or female? <laughs> trying to gatekeep and shit. Some of them do need to be gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, you know what I mean. Everybody can't make music now. But I, I know, get what you saying. I get what you saying. He like he can't hold the keys to the kingdom from everybody, right? But in rap, it's some niggas that rap ain't making money that should not even be able to be heard. Fucking slow right up. Go to hell. <laughs> you can fuck off for a lot. <laughs> you know what? Your hip, so- your hip song now, dude. Is considered classic, and they did a Beach Boys remix of it on TikTok. And then your other song was about a girl going down on you. This memory serves me right. Yeah, you give me hair right round, right round when you go down, when you go down, down. Yep, that's him. Yeah. Piece of shit ass music. Such a terrible person. Music <laughs> is even shittier. I told y'all about I'm, I'm just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just going to end this because, like, they got me mad, so I need to be mad for the roast right now. <laughs> so oh, I yeah, be fun. I That's a good after. I work better when I'm angry. But y'all need to leave black people alone. I have never seen like I I'm 36 goddamn years old. I really would have thought this would not like who the fuck cares y'all are really taking time out of your way because of the way someone looks because the color of their skin what's hanging between their legs that's none of your goddamn business why are you so worked up over a woman who's trans uh, a a gay man who's one of AEW's best athletes he's non-binary but y'all don't even care about his talent you're more worried about his ass showing Newsflash, motherfucker! If I had said I want to see Sonny kiss his ass, ass. I would have it off too. Okay, like I mean, he's the second nicest ass in AEW. I'm so jealous. He got the second nicest ass in the business in general. Man, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Him and they, it's, it's him, Naomi, and some other white girls. Mm. Now you got to put Adam Page in there too. I can give him that. Give but him that. Just what what is y'all's problem that you're up here fucking making it seem like you know because a black man or a black woman wants to make something other careers you you feel you and I'm calling you white bitches out too so don't think I'm forgetting about you <laughs> I'm calling you out man female whatever y'all are out here talking shit about these people well, why the fuck aren't you doing this they're the I ones mean, putting their body on the line. What what are y'all fucking doing? Living in your mama's home. Um, Busy being a keyboard warrior on Twitter, thinking, how can I get clicks and read? You're like, look, I'm sorry, but uh, you're a racist piece of shit, and I hope you choke. No, don't be sorry about that. We all wish that. And I I hope all your kids marry a gay man. I hope all your kids end up with a black guy. There we go. Next, moving on. I've got to mention this earlier, but it's also a part of, you know, 
not saying that we're conditioned, but it, it's it's in conditioning. So we don't realize, like I, like I said earlier today, I didn't realize that we about to get Jason Jordan. It didn't register till today. Yeah. Like they was about to push this man so heavy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize until recently. I'm like, damn, we about to get Jason Jordan in full effect. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that's more so part of the business doing whereas they just see it as the black person just can't get the job done. And we as actual people like, okay, well, at this point it's tired. Let's do something new. Please, because this ain't it. But then you got, but then while you have great talent like Jason Jordan, because I really do think, could he have been world champ? No, but I think he really could have gone the distance. I, I mean, I wasn't a big Jason Jordan champ uh, fan, so I'm being honest. But you'll push mediocrity. Look who your golden boy of wrestling's been for the last almost 40 years. Everybody wants like, Everybody wants the next Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you something. Terry Bollea is nothing but a racist piece of shit. And I hope his card is coming up real soon. Damn. I have no love lost for that man. But if you want to read his little things for his beach club, because let me tell you from, uh, from being from Tampa, especially the floor, uh, area where Terry look, likes to hang out, there's either people who like Hulk Hogan or they despise him. Guess which one I fall into? He despises him. Right. He has has the Hogan's Beach Club. It says, and you can look it up online if y'all don't believe me. The dress code says no beat, like no low-hanging pants, no wife beaters, no do-rags or bandanas. Ain't that the shit that you wear to work when you come? Thank you. Yes. Yes. You and your fucking and mullet. It, it's fucking very, <laughs> it's very, you know, you're just like, oh, okay, so you can't come to your own shit? Okay. Right. I, I, mean, I mean, it's like, I mean, I tell y'all, Harley's favorite wrestlers are fucking Asuka and Bianca Belair. To this day, she still thinks Bianca's a fucking princess because of that stuff she wore at NXT Portland. Yes. <laughs> She, I she can't should. tell her. I can't tell her any differently because she'd be like, "You're lying, mom. That's a princess." And then it's just like this: the Sasha and Bianca thing. It's funny I mentioned that because WWE on their Instagram posted that today, and okay. I never thought in a million years as a wrestling fan, not only would I get to see the first WrestleMania main evented by women. But I never thought I would ever see in my lifetime a WWE pay-per-view headlined by two black women. Mm. Now, if the white girl can fucking say that, why do y'all have another? Why do y'all have a problem with it? It was gonna happen one way or another. They marginalize it and they like, oh well, they main evented the first night. They didn't really main event WrestleMania. I'm like, it's a two night show. It was crazy. They said, well, yeah, they main evented, but it wasn't as good as the first one. Ah, 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 yes. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. right, right. Let me see. The first one fucking sucked. The build up to it did not match the fucking match at all. And that's when Roll Up Becky started her shit because how she do that? (laughs) On a fucking roll up. 
Not roll up, Becky. That's what she is, man. That's all she does. She roll does up, like Becky. a half-ass rock bottom, and then she rolls you up in her fucking stupid little fruit of the loom. I personally boots. prefer the pump handle slam, but hey. I just, I, it's 2022. We got more shit to worry about than fucking black wrestlers owning this shit. And if you guys have a real problem with it, there's the fucking door and don't let it hit you on your racist ass on the way out. Period. I'll fight y'all. <laughs> and I'll be no, right I'm, They know, they know I'm fucking crazy. I will fight y'all on the fucking street. Damn, what kind of neck breaker was that? Today you got the last say, and then we gonna get this roast session done. The delicious drink and carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, oh, <laughs> like your mother whole chest. <laughs>